Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. We are back for another club special, and this time the club we're focusing on is Arsenal. And what two better people to have it with than two of our regulars? So we have today with me Ryan and Naeem from the podcast. How are you, boys? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing all good here. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so yeah, both of you really want to get your point of views on this. Um, first of all, what made you an Arsenal fan? I'll go for Ryan first. Just simply because my dad was an Arsenal fan, or is an Arsenal fan. Um, That's my earliest memories of it, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I I can't ever remember a time where where I didn't support them, certainly not before I started learning about football. So, yeah, I would say... That that was really um, what made me an Arsenal fan. And Naeem, someone who I remember you told me recently that you're actually were named after a Tottenham player. Um, so what made you a Spurs at uh, Spurs? And what made you an Arsenal fan? Um, well, yeah, but when, when I was younger, um, I kind of watched football here and there, but obviously I didn't really come from a family that really watched football. So my mum and my sister, they they didn't really watch football, so. I know, one day I saw Thierry Henry scoring against Cholton at Highbury, I believe it was 2004-2005 season. And I was, yeah, I don't know, I kind of just was drawn to them that way, really. It's kind of really Henry that got me supporting them, um, Arsenal. So, yeah, I've kind of just stuck with them since. Um, obviously, we're not doing well at the moment, but, yeah, it's pretty much Henry, really, the reason why I became an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of better, I can't think of worse, um, much better ways than someone like that to make you support them, because he was... For me, the best player ever in Premier League history. So, um, yeah, I can see why you would go for something like that. Um, I'll go to you first this time, Naeem. Um, what is, during your, I might imagine, 15, 16 years supporting the club, uh, what has been your favourite memory as a fan? Probably, um, I'll probably go for the 2000 when we won the FA Cup in 2005, because obviously that was the first ever trophy I saw um, us win. And yeah, I'll probably say it's uh, my my favourite memory. I know I know we've obviously we have won FA Cups in more recent years, but this this one kind of stuck with me because obviously it was um, it was like kind of like my first season supporting them, mm-hmm. and then yeah, we won a trophy. So yeah, that one that one, that win will always um, stick in my head. So that's kind of my favourite memory. And then Ryan, is yours the same or is yours something different? I mean, that is also that's my earliest memory. Of Arsenal, for de- you know, for sure. At at that time, I think I'm, I was around nine or ten, living in Tenerife, and I remember vividly watching that game in a sports bar. Um, extremely, extremely nervous, but yeah, that's probably the earliest memory. I went uh, favorite memory, probably, probably the 2014 FA Cup final, mm-hmm. just because it had been, you know nine or ten years since we last won a trophy and to watch it in the Emirates on the brick screens as well was mm-hmm. was quite was quite an experience. So I'd say that's my my favourites, but there's a lot of them up there. And um my next question has been already answered by Naeem. I'm I'm guessing uh, your favourite player, but also what has been your favourite goal you've seen scored by an Arsenal player? <sighs> oh that's a hard one that is. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna have to. I have to think about that because there's, there's a few. So I'll let Naeem go first. I'm guessing your favourite player 
uh, in your time as, as Henri, I'm assuming, from what you said before. Um, so was there a particular goal you remember seeing scored by an Arsenal player that stands out for you, a particular goal that stands out for you as, as a really good memory, uh, just a really good goal overall? What's your, what, what would your favourite goal be? Um, it's probably going to be probably going to be a bit of a shock, but um, you obviously I've mentioned it to you before, but um, it was a game I was actually at. Um, played Burnley in the FA Cup. I think it was, a, uh, I believe it's 2009-10 season. Um, yeah, it's basically Eduardo. He pretty much, pretty much Alex Song. What he used to do quite a lot for us, obviously, when he dinked the ball into the box, and then literally Eduardo, Eduardo on a like volley, literally just like kind of, kind of like scissor kicked it, and then it, it and it went in. So. That's probably my favourite Arsenal goal that I've, that I've seen. But obviously, when you go back looking at the history, um, there's quite a lot of Thierry Henry goals or Dennis Bergkamp goals that um, do stand out. So I'll, I'll probably say from the time that obviously I didn't support them, it would probably be Thierry Henry against Tottenham because obviously he pretty much picked the ball up from his own half and then yeah, he's pretty much run out. Of yeah, the yeah. And yeah every, everyone's pretty much seen that goal. But um and then the other one would be Dennis Bergkamp against Newcastle, that famous goal where, um, you know, obviously the ball, ball came into him. He, yeah. he flicked it one way, then he went around the other way and then like kind of the side-footed it in. So, yeah, I'll go for Eduardo um, against Burnley as best goal I have, I've seen supporting Arsenal. And then those two goals as ones obviously I've looked up in them, seen in, seen in the past. And so, Ryan, so in terms of you, um, obviously... I realize we're not giving you much time, even after Naeem's answers. Uh, but have you, have you had to think about sort of the best goal you've seen since watching Arsenal, whether that's you know on the TV or whether that's at the stadium? Well, if it's in the stadium, um, Theo Walcott's goal against Newcastle a couple of years ago yeah. stands out as one. Uh, you know, the balance he showed was unreal. Um, in terms of goals that I've seen on live TV, I mean, obviously. Omri and Burkamp and that was just obviously Omri was still there for two years after I started supporting them, but a little bit before my time. But I think one that sort of I remember support celebrating more than anything was probably our Shavins against Barcelona in the Champions League. Oh, yeah, I remember. Um, you know, it was, a, it was an unreal breakaway, and then it was just um, the atmosphere was was unreal, and even one. Uh, only a couple of years ago, Danny Welbeck's against Leicester yeah, in the in, header in the last minute. That was that was crazy as well. Um, but yeah, they were probably best goals. Um, yeah, I'd say them too. And when you men- when when you mentioned our Shavin, I'm glad you said Barcelona. That's, that's all I can say on that. <laughs> 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 um, and is, and who would you say Ryan is your favourite player? Um, you've seen at the club oh. since your time supporting them. It's difficult because so many of them fucked off and <laughs> left us in the lurch. So it's a bit annoying in that sense because oh, I used to I used to love Sami and Azri and I used to, and same with Fabregas as well. Um, I mean Fabregas, I don't he's not just not uh, I don't really have a dislike to him anymore uh, as much as I do some of the other players. Um, I'd actually probably say. Thomas Rosicki, um, probably my favourite okay. for a long, long time. I just, I, I just, just loved him. I don't, I don't. He's one of them players that you, you can't hate. Uh, no, no, yeah. It's just, just, yeah, proper talent. Fair enough. Right. So now we're going to go on to more. We're going to fast forward to this season. But before we, do, and we'll see at the end, we will go through your starting levels of players you've seen 
since your time supporting the club. Um, but whilst before we do that, we will just talk about the current situation at Arsenal. Um, I think for me personally, I think the season's been all right. I know obviously had that bad start where you lost to Brentford, lost to City and Chelsea. I think it was no goal, no goal scored and 10 conceded. But I think since then you've bounced back, albeit mostly against difficult, uh, sorry, easier teams. But then you, I remember you, you beat Spurs quite comfortably um, and you, um, I think most games you, you, you've been good. So, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the season so far for Arsenal? Um, I mean, in hindsight, looking back now, we couldn't have asked probably for three harder games to start with, being yeah. even Brentford, obviously a newly promoted team. There was a lot of buzz around there when we played them, especially on the first day. And then obviously we know what Chelsea and City are like. And I think as well, when we look at our starting eleven from those three games, it was an you know, obviously nowhere near the same as what it is now that we've got our players back. So I think we can almost write those three games off. And I think for me, we're getting better and better every game. Uh, he, he seems to now have a settled team, uh, settled formation as well, which is good. He's found a way for Lacazette and Aubameyang to play in the same side, which few managers have been able to kind of do. But, and I'm I'm happy with with where they're going, and we've got we've got massive squad depth as well, which is unheard of for us in recent years as well. Um, the only worrying bit is probably January if the African nations does go ahead. We, we're potentially going to lose Partey and Aubameyang, two crucial players to our team. So it may be interesting to see how we cope with those losses. I think maybe. I hope we, you know, bringing in a centre midfielder in January could be crucial. Uh, maybe even Jack Wilshere if he can, you know, if he impresses in, obviously in training with us at the moment. Um, I don't think anyone would really be against that. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not concerned at all. I, I think you know we, we're going to lose games throughout the season. We're going to draw games, you know. But I think at the moment we look very consistent and. You know, I think that you know we've been mentioning that you know Tottenham would be the true test, Leicester would be the true test. I think the next game will show how far we've come. Obviously, their way to Liverpool, that will be a very very big game. And I just hope he doesn't he doesn't mess with his system. Just play the same team and go for it. You know, don't don't try and play it safe. You know, just go for it. And if we get beat, we get beat. At the end of the day, I'd rather us just stick with the same thing we're doing and just keep the momentum going, but happy. And Naeem, for my time with you in recent weeks, I'm going to sense you're not quite the same as, as Ryan. Uh, but yeah, well, um, nah, we're, we're on a good run at the moment, but obviously the performance next, next uh, weekend against Liverpool, that'll be a true test of obviously where we're at at the moment. Um you know, if we go down and get battered, then it is kind of be like more of the same, same as before. But you know, um, like obviously, like what Ryan said, like you know, he's they, they brought in they brought in quite a few players this summer, um, and you know, not the players that have like kind of let us down. They're not really in the squad anymore. So it's kind of like it's kind of refreshing not to see new players um, coming in. Um, I know obviously we haven't we're not scoring that many goals, but obviously we're, we're winning games and we're keeping clean sheets. Something that we don't really do, do very often you know obviously the first three games we played um 
obviously with Chelsea and Man City, you can say, yeah, we probably would lose against them. Um, when he, obviously, when the fixtures came up. But I think what kind of did annoy a lot of the fans was the way, the manner of the, the defeat sort of, sort of thing, especially with the Man City mm-hmm. one. Um, you know, if you know, with these sort of teams, if like I don't, obviously I mind losing, but you know, if 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 the before if you like proper put a performance in, and you know that like, lose by the odd goal, then you can say okay, that, that's fair enough. But obviously with those games, like with Brentford, obviously you know he didn't really create much chance. We just kept um, putting crosses in the box, and then we had, I know we had a few players out injured and whatnot. But obviously the same with Chelsea and Man City. You know, the Man City one was probably the worst one. Um, I, I was calling for his head after that game because, you know, you can't, you can't go your first three games without even scoring a goal and putting in poor performances. And then, you know, after that international break, you know, bought, um, got a few more signings in. Players came back like from injuries and COVID and whatnot. And, you know, we've gone on a, a decent little run so far. So I'm not getting ahead of myself so far. Um, you know, obviously we still got more than half the season left but obviously without Europe it does kind of help um obviously just playing one game a week but you know if if, he, if 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 we continue this form you know keep winning um and not losing uh then yeah I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give him a chance but obviously I'm still not convinced by him but we, um we shall see anyway he's um he's he's found his right team now so there's not really many excuses now for him to not get in, get into the European spots um, so far this season. But yeah, I'm um, I'm happy with happy with the team so far. So um, yeah, we'll see see how um, the rest of the season pans out. And you know, if we can get if we can win one of the cup competitions, then yeah, I think that'll be a good good season. And especially if we obviously do finish higher than eighth. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I think so far this season so far. And Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I think, you, again, you've got to look at it into the situation in which Arteta came into and Edu as well. That's why I don't have as much, not, not hate's the wrong word from Naeem for Arteta, but um, <laughs> dislike yeah. to Arteta. I, I have a lot of sympathy for him because he came into a, a, a squad that was you know quite shambolic, really, and it, it was going to take a l- a fair few transfer windows to to sort out, and to be fair, I think they've sorted out very very quickly. You look at last season and the, and the players that you know that he got rid of, obviously uh, Socrates, Mesut Ozil, uh, Mustafi, uh, Gwendozi, Martinez. You know all these players departed, and then even uh, this year, you know they got rid of David Luiz, Bayerin, uh, Gwendozi, Willian, Torreira. You know these are players that were not performing well enough. They were all on big money. They needed to be shipped out. And, you know, they're gone now. They're in the, you know, in the rear mirror. We see you ain't got to worry about them. And then, again, you look at the players that they've brought in. You know, they're all, they're all young, very, very bright players who who all look the part. You know, they're not too young where they've still got a long time to develop. And I think in the next couple of seasons as well we're, we're going to see even more from them so I'm very happy especially with Edu I think he's done a fantastic job since coming in again to a very difficult job very uh, you know the trouble is we've had director of footballs in the past who have come in with a lot of expectation like 
um, Raoul, um, <laughs> Sven right. Nislin's hat. You know, these 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 people didn't get the job done correctly, but um, I'm happy with what they've done. So yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm very optimistic. It, it sounds like the owners are a lot more uh, involved as well lately. We've seen a lot more interviews from Josh Cronkey, which is what we want to see as well. We need more dialogue between the owners and the fans and hopefully you know they can continue to invest when we need to not just obviously throw money at the problems that we have done before before but yeah um i'm i'm really happy yeah i think that in terms of your squad now i think that yeah you got the experienced head like 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 lacassette about Yang, but you've bought in you got quite a good uh, blend of youth now you've got obviously Tommy Asu who's what's he 22 23 that's not that's not old but it's not young and um you've got people like I think Ben White Gabriel two young centre-backs obviously Smith Rose being probably your your shining light this season he's had you know, he's having a real good breakthrough year at Arsenal and obviously Saka's not been quite his best but he's obviously a really good prospect who we've seen in the last year or two really develop so I think that uh, and even look further the hold of the Conga as well you got um, mm. I think I think uh, obviously that for me, is that a fourth place as well up for grabs? I think that um, you know we actually mentioned it on this on the on our normal podcast this week that yeah you got the top three are locked in, but then you know, that fourth place it could be anyone from West Ham, Brighton, Spurs, uh, Man U, Arsenal, Leicester. Anyone could really get that fourth place. I think Arsenal definitely are within a shout of getting that top four, and I think I, that they got a chance. I think I think it's at the moment. I'd say West Ham are the are. are, are fiercest rivals for that fourth, mm-hmm. yeah, fourth place spot. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Tottenham getting near there this season. I, d- I think Brighton will will fall off just a little bit come mm-hmm. the end of the season. United are so inconsistent. You know, if had had they had sacked Solskjaer and took on Conte, I would be a lot more worried than him going to Spurs like he has done. So, I'm I'm very optimistic that we can that we can get top four this season. I don't think we're going to get better opportunities. Um, and again, they just need to make sure they get it right in January, make sure we've got the right squad mm-hmm. going into the rest of the season. And like I say, I think I think we're in good shape. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, right, so the final segment of this podcast, um, where you both are going to give me your starting 11s of players you've seen during your time supporting the club, um, and the formation is completely down to you. Um, so we'll take in turns for each position. First of all, what formation have you, have you both gone for? I've gone for a four-three-three. I've gone four-two, uh, four, yeah, four-two-three-one. Fantastic. So goalkeeper, who have you both got in goal? So I assume we're doing doing it from when we first both supported them. So from two thousand five. Yeah, it's basically from the time you from the from the first game you watched as a kid or as a, as a fan of Arsenal. So you can't have, for example, you can't have the likes of any place, or you can't have Tony Adams or Martin Keown or no <laughs> David Seaman, for example, because um they were from my gathering with before your time. So it has to be players you well, actually helps. see play since supporting the club. Yeah, it helps that we both watched the first game as the cup final. So we're, we're say from two thousand five then. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll let Naeem go first. Um, I've gone for, well, since I've been supporting Arsenal, we haven't really had the greatest of goalkeepers, but um, one that's always that stood out for me was Jens Lehmann. Obviously, I know he did get sent off the next season in the Champions League final, but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's always, he was always a um, consistent goalkeeper for us. And then, literally, when he left, we we had what, Almunia after that, Fabianski. We, we just had a lot of crap goalkeepers. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Lehman because um, he's kind of the best one out of, out of the ones that I've seen um, as my time support in Arsenal. And Ryan? So, like, I, 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 I love Jens Lehman, but... <laughs> Uh, it's it, like I say, we have had a lot of poor goalkeepers. I mean, Chesney wasn't the greatest for us, yeah. but it's gone on obviously to do good things at Juve. I'll probably say the same. I'll probably go with Jens Lehmann as well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and really, listen, you can be players. They don't have to be the best players, just players that you've sort of loved. So, mm. like, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily the, the best, like the best player you've seen in that position. But if it's a player you like that you thought you fell in love with or something like that, or you just like, then they can go in as well. Um, mm-hmm. So right back, um, who have you both got? I'll go, I'll go for Ryan first this time. Right back. Um, I would say probably Sagna. Okay, yeah, good um, choice. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, he was just solid and consistent for a very long time. And then obviously he went to, he went to City. I can't, you know, really blame him at the time for going there. Um, yeah, I mean, although he was absolute garbage, I, I, I used to love uh, Boué, <laughs> but I, I, he's just—he was just terrible. So yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to stick with Sagna. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. And um, Naim, who yeah. is your right back? Yeah, I've gone for exactly the same. Uh, Bakri Sanyo, like. With the right back share, we've yeah, he's probably like the best one I've seen uh, play for us. Really, um, he's always consistent. Um, you know, he's good going forward as well. Obviously, uh, coming into the attacks as well. But um, yeah, he, I always I always liked him. Um, and yeah, he was he was I think I think we got it from um, French French league for quite mm-hmm. cheap as well. It was one of Arsenal Wenger's good finds as well. So um, yeah, I'll go for Bakri Sanya. He was um, always consistent. To be fair, brilliant. And then um, I'll go back to you, Naeem. Um, who are your two centre-backs? All right, so the first one, I've gone for Colo Torre. Um, he, he was pretty, he was a pretty solid centre-back for us um, at the time he was there. Obviously, he was in the Vincible squad as well. Um, and then the second one is a current player. Um, I like I like um, Gabriel. Um, I think he's got quite quite big potential. You know, he's still young. Um, and... Yeah, he's we got him for a good, good, good amount of money, really, and he has he had his bad games here and there, but um, yeah, this season you know he's come back and yeah he's just looking better than ever, really, and he's building a good partnership so far with um, Ben White, and hopefully if Saliba does come back, then you know that'll be another another um, obviously good centre back that we can um, add to that list as well. But um, yeah, I've gone for Torre and Gabriel as my two centre backs. It's actually Benjamin White name, um, just to let you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> Benjamin, yeah. Well, Benjamin then, yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan, what's your centre-back partnership? So one of which is Thomas Vermaelen, just because yeah. he was, he like him. His, his first season was just unreal. He, you know, obviously he's, he's, he scored a few bangers and he was, he was, he was absolutely solid. At the back and obviously it didn't you know i think in injuries and whatnot yeah. sort of scuppered him towards the end of his time but like most of our players really you know, all his injuries um 
Uh, yeah. Really, isn't it? That's it. Um, the second choice, 50-50 one, really. And I'm only going to go with one just because the other weren't really there that long when I started supporting them. Um, I was going to go with Sol Campbell just because mm-hmm. he left in 2006. He came back in 2010 for a brief period. But I'm going to go with Murasaka just because he's so lovable and his performances in the FA Cup final, especially against Chelsea, mm. was absolutely unreal considering he'd, he'd been out for the whole season injured. He came back for that one game and he was just a monster at the back. And yeah, and also because of the job he's doing now as our, for our youth development. So yeah, I'm going to go with Marlon and Mursaka. And who is your left back? Ooh. So again, I mean, we haven't really had that many great ones probably since Ashley Cole left um Cleese was all right wasn't he? Cleese was okay it was similar sort of I'd say to Sagna uh, mm. I'd actually go with probably my favorite I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kieran Tierney although it's recent um mm, yeah yeah I'm, yeah I'm gonna say Tierney and then Naeem who's your left back uh I'm gonna although I only really saw him for two seasons I'm gonna go with Ashley Cole, um, and obviously he went on to win more uh, trophies, obviously with Chelsea. But yeah, he was a good Arsenal player. Um, he was always consistent, and yeah, I guess we should have just offered him the money, and he might have stayed at Arsenal. But you know, it's just one of those things you can't really look back on. But yeah, from the time I saw him, yeah, he was he was always a consistent uh, left back for us, and we haven't really had many over the years, to be fair. Um, obviously had him, Clichy, yeah, that Andre Santos, he was awful. Um, <laughs> Monreal for a while. Yeah, that yeah. was all right. Yeah, was that Mon? Yeah, no, yeah, he was good. Um, but yeah, Andre Santos is definitely the worst one that I've seen. Mm. <laughs> he, he was pretty bad. I remember he had a good, goal, a good goal against Chelsea. Chelsea, but that was about it. <laughs> That's really it. That's like exactly like Marino. Um, so, <laughs> um, right, Naeem, what is your midfield? Yeah, so I've gone for three. So I've gone for like. Two behind him, like an attacking midfielder. So, what do you want me to give you all three then? Or, yeah, give me all three. Yeah, go on, go for it. All right, so the ones behind an attacking midfielder, two behind them attacking midfielder are obviously Fabregas. Uh, I've gone for Vieira as well, even though I only saw him for one season, but you know, he, he, he was he was he was still good that season anyway. And then for attacking mid, I went for Burkamp, um, because I know he he could he did kind of play behind um, striker, but although I only kind of saw him. To the end of his career, when he was obviously retiring, um, he, he still, 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 still was on um, quality from, from what I saw. And Fabregas, he, he was, he, he was, he was probably one of the best midfielders I've seen uh, at the Emirates for the Emirates era. era mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, and yeah, he was, he was, just, he was just always consistent. Um, and yeah, he was, he was just, he was just a joy to watch, really. Like what you know, sort of passes that he he done. Um, he, he obviously. Later on in his Arsenal career, he did add quite a few goals to his um, game as well. So, um, yeah, those are my three in, in my midfield for Arsenal. Yeah, and with Fabregas, if anyone questioned his desire for the club, you're going to go back up when he scored against Barcelona with a broken leg. Um, yeah. Ryan, what is your midfield looking like? So, I've obviously gone with the two sort of holding kind of midfielders, but although they weren't really that, I'm going to go with... Fabregas is one of them, and Cazorla is the other one. I just think, yeah, they were the, they were two 
incredibly gifted players, especially Cazorla. And yeah, for me, just just unstoppable on their day. And then we might as well do it now. That's your team. So what is your mm-hmm. final uh, four players? So on the left-hand side, well, no, I'm not going to start there. I'm going to start with, with, with a number 10. Um, I've gone there with Thomas Rosicki, obviously, someone who mentioned already. It was hard not to put Wilshire in there because I loved him when he came through, but he didn't have a, lot of a big enough impact for me um, to warrant that place. Neither and Ramsey as well. So gone with Rosicki as a number 10. Uh, out wide, on one side, I've gone with Alexis Sanchez, although he, oh, you know, went to United and it didn't work out for him there. For those two or three seasons, he was just by far our best player and scored a lot, a lot of goals. Was just, you know, a joy to watch. So he went on one side for me. On the other, would he be on the left or the right? Sort of Sanchez, which side is he going on? Uh, he could play either, couldn't he? I think he's about him. Yeah, he could he could play either. Um, yeah, so stick him on whichever one you want. And yeah. it's it's hard to um, try and put put another one as as the striker. I'm going with Albamyang, and as my last wide player. Uh, it's so tough. It, the, trouble, the trouble is some of some of the best players we had were still there in 2005 for a couple of years, the likes of um, Omri as well, but I didn't, I'm not counting them in because they weren't really there for that long. Um, since 2010. I might, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Walcott. Okay, I think, Walcott. I think he's extremely underrated. For the job that he'd done at Arsenal, scored, I think he scored over a hundred goals for us mm, in, his, in in his time. Considering he was on that wrong side as well for a lot, a lot, a lot of his career. So, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with Theo. Fair enough, yeah, because it's not about the best players; it's about who you who you like the most. Yeah. Um, and then Naim, what is your front three? So on the left, although. He, well, he did start. He did play quite a lot on the wing, left wing for us before he went, got moved to a striker. Um, gone for Robin van Persie. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I know obviously the way he left Arsenal and whatnot, it's, it's not not the best. But what the sort of goals he scored for us? Um, he, he scored like his catalog of goals was just like that's crazy, really. And mm-hmm. there was that one season he pretty much just carried us that one season. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, I can't remember how much goals he got, but I think it was like over thirty goals in all competitions. Um, so yeah, he he he's on my left. On my right, I've gone for Sanchez. Um, kind of really the same reason as Ryan, really. Like a few seasons he was there. Um, he pretty much carried the team as well. Like was sort of obviously he, he scored a lot of goals, but you know his overall um, game was was just unreal. Like you know, he he, he always tracked back. You know, he, he always he always pressed quite a lot. And yeah, he was just he was just really good in the ball to watch as well. And 
Yeah, guy that he went to, we had that crappy swap deal with Mkhitaryan, but mm-hmm. I still enjoyed obviously the time he was at Arsenal when he he did score a banger in the um, FA Cup final as well. So mm. um, yeah, he was he was a big game player. And he used, always used to turn up and down the middle. I've gone for Thierry Henry. Um, yeah, although obviously I only saw him for three seasons. Um, yeah, um, some of the goals I saw him score were just crazy, especially. The one he scored at the Bernabeu um, against Real Madrid, that was that was a memorable goal to um, watch on the TV. But yeah, um, it, it would have been either him or Bamiyang, but uh, Henri obviously clearly edges it for me. Cause... I'd, I'd like to change one of my answers, please, Andy. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to take um, Walcott out and actually put our Shavin there. Ooh. Okay. Uh, just okay. because of that. Them two, se- two or three seasons again, he was a bit like Sanchez. He just sort of became a bit of a cult hero for those couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, just one that kind of just popped into my So yeah, I'm going with him. And he lost one against um, Anfield as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I told you, I didn't want that mentioning. And uh, <laughs> we didn't lose the game, though, did exactly. we? <laughs> that, that season, it was that and McKay that just really ruined that. Oh, God, that was just a mixture <laughs> of all things. Um but that does conclude part one of our Arsenal Cup special. Um, but before we go, I'll just remind you of the teams both Ryan and I chose. So Ryan's team was a four, uh, almost a 4-2-3-1. It was Lehman in goal. It was Sagner, Vermaelen, Mertesacker and Kieran Tierney with a, uh, a, a two of of Cesc Fabregas and Santi Cazorla with Rosicki as the attacking mid with the front three of Arshavin on the left, Alexis Sanchez on the right with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang up front. And Naeem's team had also had Lehman in goal and Sagner right back with Kolo Torre, Gabriel and Ashley Cole as the back four. Um, his middle three was Fabregas, Vieira and Dennis Burkamp with a front three of Sanchez, Van Persie and Thierry Henry. So thank you guys for coming on to the pod and that's been part one and we'll see you in a minute, in a minute for part two. Hello and welcome to part two of the Arsenal Euro Trips Club Special. Um, it's not only part two, it's also take two. We did actually record this podcast last week, but sadly, I forgot to press record. Um, but I am here with two uh, Arsenal fans, uh, and I'm here with Aaron and Ty. How are you, boys? Yeah, good. Good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yourself? Uh, thank you for coming back, first of all, after our failed recording beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, just like, just like last time, I want to get from you guys sort of the reasons as to why you both came Arsenal fans. Um, so we'll start with you, Ty. Um, what is the reason why you're an Arsenal fan? Uh, yeah, I became an Arsenal fan because I was uh, raised in North London, about 25 minutes, half an hour walk away from Highbury. So they were actually my uh, local club. Um, I was born in Bristol, but when I moved to London at the age of four, that's when I was really starting to get into football and basically I was close to Arsenal. Everyone around me was an Arsenal fan. There was no way I could be anything but Arsenal. So yeah, geography for me. Fair play. And how about you, Aaron? Yeah, mine, um, I don't remember a particular moment where I became an Arsenal fan, but it was definitely just sort of through family and well, my, my dad and I've got a a brother who's a couple of years older than me, especially, you know, just I have, the one thing I remember from like my dad watching football when I was younger was he he liked 
he liked Arsenal and he liked David Beckham. So I guess I had like a choice of who I think sport, um, played for United at the time. So it was sort of a choice between those two. But yeah, it was always always Arsenal. Just remembering like probably the first games that I watched were Arsenal going. You know, first stadium I went to was Arsenal. And I'm from Kent, so it's not really I'm not really spoiled for choice from teams to support in my area. There's you know, I've done like non-league and stuff. I, I follow like local teams and stuff. But yeah. That's the reason I go into Arsenal. <laughs> and fair play. And we'll go back to you, Aaron. Um, who do you say has been your sort of favourite player since you, since your time supporting the club? Yes, but between three, I think the, the main one was Thierry Henry. It's just like like most people growing up my age, just he was just the man that everybody loved. Basically, he was just so good. Um, just, I mean, he was just, he just. Ah, just watching him play was just so you know you just, you just got so excited to watch him play, and he had so many like special moments for Arsenal, and like I remember just playing football myself, just like trying to replicate him whilst playing and, and things like that. So it was him at first, and obviously him moving to Barcelona, um, kind of moved on to like Fabregas. I I sort of played midfield, playing football, so he was the one I looked up to most, and like just him. Him, well, him and Wilshere, just him, um, those two coming through as like youngsters playing in midfield. Um, yeah, they were just so fun to watch and they were just so good. I mean, Fabregas especially. Obviously, Wilshere was a bit of a different story, but um, yeah, those were the main three. And how about yourself, Ty? Uh, I can echo everything Aaron said about those three players. Henri, obviously, is just the goat of Arsenal forever and ever. Yeah. Uh, Abagas again like, the years he spent with us I can't say I've been happier watching a player become an absolute world beater than I have watching uh, Fabregas mature uh, I mean I, I, I want to put some other players up in there obviously with you know Burkamp um, being a bit older than Aaron I got to experience some of the Burkamp years and uh, just thought the way the guy it's not even anything, it was just like the way he finished the ball, his first touch was just mesmerising. He was the first player that I always used to buy on FIFA back when I used to play the old school FIFAs. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and, but for one of actually someone much newer who really actually spoke to me and I would follow <laughs> anywhere would be uh, Santi Cozzola. Uh-huh. The guy was just magical. He took free kicks. He took corners with his left foot, his right foot. He saw something before it happened. His passing range, shooting range, his decision making. The guy was a complete midfielder, uh, and yeah, I just, I, I just think he was magical. And then we'll go back to you again, Ty. Um, so, in terms of your time supporting Arsenal. Is there like a certain what would you say has been your favourite memory while supporting the club? Favourite memory, um, I, you know, yeah, the twenty fourteen FA Cup final is definitely up there uh, for being just something where we never thought, you know, is that big luggage on our back that we just kept on carrying around of you know you haven't won anything since bloody blah you know you're not a big team anymore no 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 and then to almost you know <clears throat> replicate well to almost give fire to all those naysayers again by going 2-0 down 
and coming back in the most dramatic fashion was uh, just wonderful. But I'm going to actually say the single best moment for me, which I truly, truly remember and remember every single day for the rest of my life, is Jens Lehmann's penalty save against Raquel May in the uh-huh, Champions yeah. League final. My God, there was... I, you know, we're away. There's no way, you know, you watch it back again. There's no way he should save that. This is against Raquel May, one of the greatest, you know, South American exports there's ever been. Uh, you just, as soon as the penalty is awarded, you're watching it, not believing, or actually, no, completely believing that's exactly what has happened. Of course, we're not going to make it to the final. Of course, this is going to be us, you know, falling at the final hurdle and then he saves it and you just ah uh, yeah so I'm tearing up now just thinking about it again um but yeah I vividly remember watching that with my uh, dad in the living room and us just you know screaming at the tv trying to do all types of like voodoo at the tv just trying to throw Raquel May off and uh I honestly believe that me and my dad made a difference that day so uh maybe Jens <laughs> should you know, thank us a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in terms of the thing of like um, the Arsenal Museum, I can imagine they got some sort of remembrance of that of that of that penalty they've been there. I imagine in the museum tours, and I think now if you're hearing this, the Arsenal board, you should put down um, thanks to Ty and his dad. The yeah. Layman save with Kelvin's penalty. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm waiting for my thank you letter still. <laughs> same magic in the final though could we <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's quite, it's quite ironic in a way in, in a bad way for you guys that Lehman was the hero in that semi-final and then he was um ultimately the almost the villain <laughs> in the final with that red card so um well yeah it's, it's funny how things it's work exactly out. like i was saying it's exactly like i was saying that you know like when the semi-final when the semi-final when they were awarded the penalty that felt like you know of course that's going to happen. But no, it was the, of course he becomes the hero then to become the villain. That's just, yeah, that was the possibly even better narrative just in terms of football overall. Yeah, it just reminds me a little bit of my time um, as a Liverpool fan with Dejan Love. I mean, he scored that win in that dormant game and then it didn't take up. long for me to go, oh, actually, yeah, he still is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> must be, must be the, the same with Origi of you as well. No, just so many like special moments in Liverpool, but it's still like, just you just want him to go still, right? I mean, I I, I, know, I know Colin, of course, who went on, who was on Liverpool's part two, is someone that always says he'd like him to go. But for me, I I don't know. I feel like the, the, what he's done for the team. I think yeah, he's not going to start in uh, important games. But I think you know, if you want to get a good League Cup run or FA Cup run, I think he could be the man to come in. And because you haven't got many attackers apart from that that four, so I think Origi, I was still keeping personally or invest in someone better, but. Um, same thing as that is like he obviously I think he had three shots on target and three goals in that Champions League run. Um, so mm. obviously I think that that season saved us. I think if it wasn't for that season the way he ended it, I don't think he'd still be the club. I think that that has saved him personally. Um, but Aaron, uh, what has been your best memory since supporting the club? Yeah, I think I might have to be the uh, the sort of first FA Cup win of in a long, long time, I think since what it would have been nine years or so, just because it was the first thing that I remember, which is strange because, like, thinking back on it now, I would have been about what eight, seven, eight years old when we when we won when we beat Man United on penalties um, in that FA Cup final. But I just don't have any memory of it at all. 
Mm-hmm. I had no idea why. Um, but yeah, that was just like the, the first moment where we won quite a you know respectable trophy, not like the Emirates Cup, which we won like every other year. Um, it was just yeah, like so many years, especially like that that Champions League final that like you're talking about against Barcelona. Just so many horrible moments where like we got close and like we looked like we were going on a league run and we just fell short for one reason or another. So it was it was just the first moment where like it was almost relief like we won something and we'd just be happy like in that moment that we that we won the FA Cup. And I remember like watching it with a couple of friends at like Arsenal fans as well. And we were just like celebrating. So yeah, it was a, it was just a just definitely the most memorable um, experience I think. Uh, yeah. And this, you may have already answered the next question, but what has been for me, for you even, um, the best your your favourite goal scored by an Arsenal player since you supported the club? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, Ramsey's is definitely up there. I'm, just, I'm quite torn between where I sort of sit with with Ramsey. Like, I, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but definitely that moment, yeah, one of one of my favourite goals for sure. Um, but. Yeah, trying to be boring. I think of something else. I, there was, I mean, a lot of Sanchez's goals. I used to, yeah, I loved. Um, there was one because I, I was at, I, get, I was at the game against Ludogorets. I think it was a Champions League group group game, mm-hmm. and we battered them. And I remember Sanchez's goal in that game was, oh, was so good. He just like sort of does what he does best. We just sort of stand still with the ball, and then like managed to lob the keeper from like around the 18-yard box. So that, that was a special goal as well. Um, and then also, I think, it, I think it was Ozil who scored it. And I, I think, if you remember the game against Liverpool when we had that comeback and, and um, yeah, Ozil like put it over the keeper and, and, and brought the game. I might have gone 3-2 up at the time, but I think yeah, the, the game finished. Yeah, it finished 3-1 in the end, which is a bit yeah. annoying. But um, yeah, just that goal was so good and that, it was like such a quick comeback, and I think the commentary was really, really good in it as well. So that was that was quite a, quite a good goal. And what about you, Ty? Oh, it's such a hard question. I've got too many. Uh, <laughs> Sanchez again against West Ham, his hat trick goal, where he may be offside and he's played through. And the reason why this is one of my favourite goals is because of it's the audacity of the step over, but the wrong way round. So he takes his left foot and goes clockwise around the ball, absolutely sells Randolph on the floor and then chips in with the left foot again. It's just, it's a thing of absolute beauty. It's just, I, 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 I can't talk about that goal enough. Um, alternative ones though, again, um, I think it's Fabregas versus Tottenham in 2009-2010 uh, season. Mm-hmm. Uh, this goal actually is just one of my favourite because he nicks the ball from the player Nutmegs a defender, runs past another one, puts a bomb corner, and this is just 45 seconds earlier. Van Persie had put us 1 0 up, and the goal is so quick that actually, like on Sky Sports, they don't catch the goal on the camera properly. Uh, you're still seeing highlights of Van Persie's goal, and then it cuts back to the live action, and Fabregas is just clean through on goal, and he's just putting it bottom corner. And so, watching on TV, you're just like, what? What has happened? What what's mm-hmm. going on? Yeah. And then they show you the replay, and it's a thing of absolute beauty. It's, oh yeah, that again. And uh, 
I guess for third one, I just want to also there was this um back in 2006, 2007, there was this uh advertising campaign for Thierry Henry. I think it was by Puma. And it was constantly talking about how Henry saying I scored every goal with my head. And I believe the stat up until that season was Henry had only ever scored two goals for Arsenal with his head. But, you know, it was this whole play on, ah, uh, he scored every goal with his head, his football intelligence. Um, but the game against Manchester United in that 06-07 season, Henry scores a 93rd minute header. Uh-huh. Yeah. With 1-0 down, you know, Van Persie scores a goal where he hits it so hard he breaks his foot, I believe, actually. In around, like, the 83rd minute to make it 1-1. Ten minutes later, Henry just steps up. The ball comes in. He's floating in the air. And just nails it into the top corner. And then the celebration as well. It's another one of his trademark. He runs off. He doesn't even like do it too hard. He just runs off, stoic face, looking at the crowd, just like he knows he is it. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, those three goals for me. Sorry not to pick one. <laughs> no, because that actually, Sorry. yeah, I, I, comp- I need to add one as well. I completely forgot about the, the when you mentioned Henri now, I, I remember. Um, his goal against Real Madrid in that the Champions League run as well, where we got to the final. Um, yeah. And we went to the Bernabeu and beat him one 0 Just, uh, just epitomised on really just like, everything about him. Just, just carrying the ball on his own, scoring the goal to, um, yeah, to like get us through. Just carrying the team on his back. That goal was so, oh, it was just so good against such a like a, a good Real Madrid side as well. And even just his whole performance in that game was just like, unbelievable so yeah that goal as well I just need to, need to mention <laughs> yeah I think that that goal was that goal was very iconic I think you look at I remember being that goal being used in the the, the film goal two and things like that so that goal oh, is, is one of those ones that you just I, I think I remember I said I certainly remember where I was when I watched that goal and I think a lot of people know where they were when that goal went in because I think that goal is just very iconic for on his time at Arsenal, particularly the latter years. So um, yeah, definitely that definitely deserves a mention at some point. But we will move fast forward now to the current situation. At Arsenal, we've gone through the good times. We are now going to go through the bad times, and that is. <laughs> um, I say that. I mean, it's been actually until the weekend just gone. It's been a very good run of form. I mean, you haven't lost in t- uh, since the Man City five nil loss. Um, obviously, you were in good run of form. Uh, people like Smith Rowe had really developed and Ramsdale was proving to be an excellent keeper and he even proved that even though he lost 4-0 on the weekend to Liverpool uh, Ramsdale proved that he probably has been one of the best signings across the whole Premier League um, so I think there's been you're still in fifth place at the moment um, or maybe sixth now but you're you're very much in that conversation for that fourth place spot and I think that um, I don't know whether that result on the weekend changes your mind or anything or whether that um, sort of puts um, what's the word it's all sort of, uh, it gives you more of a reality check about your current situation. But what are your thoughts on the, on the current season? Um, I'll go first. Uh, it's just, you said something there about that being a reality check. And I think for any Arsenal fan, if that was a reality check for you, your head's been in the clouds completely. Um, it has been a good season after the Man City, you know, three losses on the bounce, but what we're really looking at was we were looking for barometer of testing this team to really see. And I personally, I always believed we were going to lose that Liverpool game. I always believed it was going to be, well, actually, I believed it was going to be 3-0, maybe not 4. We could nick a goal. Um, it's just, I 
I'm not sure where I stand on Arteta. This team really is coming along and it's coming along nicely. As you said, Ramsdale looks beautiful in goal. Absolutely beautiful. Um, Tommy Yasu has been a great signing. I'll give you that. Ben White, personally, Jerry stood out. Um, is he really going to build on where he is? He still looks, you know, it's like when he was at Brighton as well, that he just used to get wrecked by the best teams. And he's still getting wrecked by the best teams. Um, but he's in a new team himself, you know. Uh, three of the back four that started against Liverpool were bought this... No, well, four of the back five, even, against Liverpool were bought this season. If we include Gabriel in that, you know, the whole back five only came in last season. We look at ahead of him, you know, Lukonga. Uh, Saka's been in the team for three seasons. Lukonga's new party came last season. It was a disrupted season. Smith Rowe's only been in the team since last December. And then we've got the two old men up top. So it's like, um, to say, to really judge us and get behind, to really judge us on this season so far, I don't think we can. It's a work in progress. I th- And as I said, I think anyone who's getting too excited about the team really needs to calm down and look at itself. The good thing about Arteta is that you can see there's a plan. You can see there's a formulation, which is probably better than we could say for, you know, other, uh, in inverted commas, legends, because Arteta's not a legend, but legends at the club, i.e. what happened with Lampard and what happened more recently with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. I think with Arteta, you can see the most cohesive idea of where the team is going. It's nowhere near there, and there's still serious questions to be asked. I genuinely think the midfield still needs a revamp, and up top, we still need a revamp. Um so season so far reasons to be positive also reasons to be negative as and that's let's see how he goes from here what i want is a better away day performance really from um against the big six because you know this kind of positive negative that i'm talking about has been us since under emre the end of the venga era you know it hasn't moved on yet and i'm waiting for that yeah, I mean, I think that, that. I means certainly the game on the weekend that I actually watched with you, Ty. Um, I thought the first half wasn't too bad. I mean, one nil at half time, but I think towards the end of that first half and the beginning of the second half, it just seemed the defense just seemed to get more and more chaotic. It just seemed to get worse as the game went on. And I think if it wasn't for Ramsdale, it, it would have been uh, maybe six or seven. But um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts firstly on the game on Saturday, Aaron? But also, what are your thoughts overall? on the season and how it's gone so far? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with what Ty said at the start about like the reality checkpoint. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I think for most Arsenal fans, we still weren't expecting to go to Anfield and, and win or probably even draw, to be honest. Um, even though we were on like a good run of form, I still think people sort of knew that Liverpool are just a different beast compared to like some of the teams that we were beating. Um, but yeah, watching the game, I mean, I was out at the time, but I, I can't. It's, it's strange because I caught almost like the the good of it because yeah, I, like you, I, I watched the first half, um, probably up to like just just before Liverpool scored, and we looked sort of all right. Like, I mean, like I said, Liverpool are just a better team than us at the moment. So like. I definitely noticed like we were just sort of trapped in our half a lot of the time. Um, Liverpool on the attack, on the attack, but that was just to be expected. But we we seemed to be defending pretty well. Um, 
as has been the case with like um like previous games like that that setback four that we've got at the moment maybe you could argue like Tavares for for Tierney might um change down the down the line but that setback four and then Aaron Ramsdale and goals has been looking quite solid so it was like it seemed quite positive at the start but then obviously I, I start watching and it's four nil so it's hard to know where where it really went mm-hmm. went wrong and that that definitely is a bit worrying to to, to concede four. Maybe like after we we can see the a couple we just sort of gave up. I don't know because I, I didn't manage to catch it. But so yeah, it did end up getting a bit worrying. Um, but I don't. I also don't think that result in particular is going to be what sort of determines whether or not we're going to get top four this this season or not. I think. I mean, I don't think we will get it, but I don't think it's going to be based around that because I think a lot of the teams that are fighting for that spot are going to go and play Liverpool away this season and, and not and not really get points or maybe it's like one point at the most um so yeah I, I think it's more we've just got a bit of a depth depth issue still um especially without AFCON coming up I think missing the likes of Party and Aubameyang just such key players for us um I mean we're gonna have to try and do some business in January I think but yeah I think it's more to do with depth and, and um we're just sort of one injury away from being in a bit of trouble again and uh yeah, I think it still is a bit worrying. That's, yeah, that's why I don't really think we're going to get to top four this season. I think, especially, you know, like Man United, obviously just sacking Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. If they get a, a new manager in, they're, they're going to get a bit bit more momentum. Conte coming in is going to improve Tottenham. So the teams around us are probably only going to improve now as well. Um, so I think we'll do okay, but I just, yeah, I just don't think we're going to get to top four. Yeah, I do feel that um, you know that the, the, the man U's new manager, whoever that is, whether it's been this talk today, isn't there, of um, the old Barca boss Valverde? I mean, there's been other talk of people like Zidane and Poch, but I think you know that that team man you've got is, is actually is actually is actually quite good. I mean, with the exception of their holding mid options, they've got and one and one of their centre backs. Um, the, their team is mostly really good, so I think any manager who comes in. I think he's going to change their fortunes and change it around. So I think Man U definitely probably the favourites to get top four, that fourth place spot at the moment. Um, but it's so, so tough down there. I mean, people like West Ham, people like Bright, uh, Brighton, even Spurs, uh, Leicester, all these teams around that area are so competitive out there. So I think um, for you guys, I think maybe Europa League football is probably more of a realistic uh, sort of aim and, and target I think going into the rest of the season and I think anything else is just anything more is just a bonus um, now overall um, I'll get your guys predictions where do you think come May position wise Arsenal will be in the table come the last day of the season I'll go to Aaron first oh where will we be All right um Oh, that's a tough one. So, yeah, I don't think top four. If I had to predict who would finish in that fourth spot, it probably would likely be United now, just because they're, they're. I mean, their team on paper is probably the, well, definitely the best. I'd say out of those teams fighting for it. Obviously, West Ham are in there now. I think it's. Good. I think we'll finish above Spurs. I mean, obviously, I hope I hope we do, but I think I think we'll we'll have enough to finish above them. It's going to be. I reckon it'll be a fifth or sixth. It'll be. Probably a bit of a fight between us and West Ham. I think they will sort of stay up there. I think mean, what twelve games now into the season, I feel like they've shown enough to to show consistency and that they that they've got a squad good enough to sort of um, maybe not so much much compete in Champions League, but compete for that 
Europa League spot. Um, so I think it's going to be between them and us if I had to choose. I mean, I've got to go for Arsenal, haven't I? So yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say we'll finish fifth. And how about you, Toe? Um. Uh, so top three, obviously, City, Chelsea and Liverpool in whichever order you want to put them, I don't mind. Uh, fourth place, I mean, Leicester looking a bit shaky at the moment. They could easily come back into it. West Ham, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be up there and stay in. I don't think we're going to be higher than either of those two, so that's fourth, fifth. So, what, I'm putting us sixth at the moment. Tottenham, I don't know, man. After watching that game on the weekend and seeing just how it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't even like Conte changed anything to his tactics. All he did was just start screaming more and then played better. And it was mm. weird, you know, and that really, that actually really worried me, especially with the goals then becoming by Hoiberg with like, what was that, his third goal for Tottenham ever? And, Regulons mm. first, you know, weird kind of stats like that just kind of get me a bit worried about what, you know, when the others step up, then look what they could do. Um, so I think they might finish above us. So right now I'm putting us eighth because I think when we come up against, I think when we come up, I know we've been less already, but I think, all right, seventh or eighth, because I feel that we'll lose against everyone above us for the rest of the season, bar maybe. Leicester again so yeah seven for eight sadly um so Europa Conference League bring it on bring it bring on, it on yeah. <laughs> make yeah. for a fun away day to be fair yeah mate get me back to Baku that's all I'm saying yeah <laughs> no way trip to Ljubljana or something that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> to be fair I went to um I went to obviously went to Europa Conference League game in Rome so maybe you'll get me we get to go and see watch an Arsenal game in in Rome you never know who who will go down there? So um, oh please don't say that. I don't want to go up against Mourinho again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- thank thankfully it's not Wenger. So you may have a chance of beating him. Oh, I'll, I'll let that slide, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for you guys. He's not the manager he wants words, so um, you should you might be okay. Um, right, our final segment is as per usual. Um, every guest likes to, will give me their starting eleven of a mixture of their favourite and also the best players they've seen at the club, uh, and the formation is always down to the guest. So I'm going to just go through teams one by one without going position by position. Um, so I'll go to you first, Ty. Um, so let us know your formation, and then let, let, let us know your your starting eleven. All right. So yeah, I've nailed down on a four three three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that four-three-three is going to be Jens Lehmann in goal, purely because of the penalty save. Yep. Uh, specifically, an eighteen-year-old Hector Bellerin at right back <laughs> because he, yeah, was he was amazing good. when he broke through, and the problem was that injury he suffered soon after. Uh, I do have Sol Campbell in defence, but I feel that could be up for grabs. But he was a he was a stone. He was an absolute wall for us. Uh, the Marlin, I thought uh-huh. he was unbelievable. And then also Cashley Cole at left back. <laughs> specifically Cashley, not Ashley, just specifically Cashley. Specifically Cashley. Um, 
whatever I want to say about him afterwards, he was amazing for us when he was with us. And I thank him for those days. I, I think I can look back on it nicer now because I, uh, I don't mind him so much as a pundit. He talks a bit of sense. So. Yeah, yeah. And he always wears the freshest trainers as well. I always find his style really funny. <laughs> and, um, and then my three in midfield are a rotating three of Cozola, Vieira and Fabregas. Uh-huh. Don't need to say any more about Cozola and Fabregas, but Vieira, arguably the greatest captain we've ever had. And um, yeah, an absolute G. Up top, I've gone for Sanchez, Henry and Burkamp. Probably Burkamp through the middle and Henry and Sanchez, you know, flitting between the wings. I know, yeah, yeah. I know Henry's probably better in the centre, but you know, we can, we, you know, it's up for debate. We can work that out as a man. They're on the pitch. Um, I do want to give an honourable mention to probably the players on my bench being there about, you know, Wilshire, Erzo, Perez, Lundberg. Um, add some office, but. The list will go on if I keep on wanting to name people. I could actually, right? School actually's got to be on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pascal Seagan as well, you know. <laughs> oh, I can't forget those two. And I, I like you, really Aaron, because I think for me, I think if I'd have a um, sort of the best, my favorite players I've had in my time of sport and watching football that are Liverpool players, Vieira is probably number one. I think he's someone I, when I first started watching football, he was definitely obviously in his prime and I think he's one of the first players I just looked and just admired and loved watching so uh, Vieira has to be in the team and I I've always sort of had that admiring of whether I prefer to watch Keane or Vieira which is always a hotly contested topic with them with fans but Vieira was certainly an amazing amazing player um, and Aaron let us know your team um, your formation and then your your starting 11. Yeah so mine is a four. Four three three, yeah, four three three. Um, so yeah, but I mean, it actually has actually slightly changed from when we last spoke about it. I, I did put Ramsdale in before, um, but he hasn't he hasn't been at the club for too long. So we'll, I'll, I'll swap him out for Layman. I think Ramsdale, yeah, could he's got every chance of getting in there um, if he stays at Arsenal because his, obviously his early performances have just been so good. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, we'll go Layman. Um, Right back, we got Sanya. Just, just great memories of Sanya playing there. Just, you know, just he just did a job. He was, he was pretty solid at right back. We haven't had too many right right backs I can think of, but yeah, I'd say he's the best of the lot. Um, I remember a particular moment against I think it was Aston Villa where he like he cleared the ball off the line after our keeper got lobbed to cover it was in goal at the time. But yeah, it was yeah, it was a great clearance basically. Um, Centre backs, I'll go with. Colo Torre, what a player he was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and great memories of my brother. Just, I mean, I remember we went to watch a game against Bolton. I think it was, and Colo Torre got a free kick. And from that moment, any any wow. time, I'd... yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's right. You can try and look it up after this. Maybe I'm just, it gets <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Screen, it? Like... Just power drives it. Oh, I might have been Blackburn. It might have been Blackburn. But I'm not sure. Yeah, he, yeah, he does that. And um, so yeah, playing like for my brother when I was younger. From that moment on, every time. Probably kick the ball. He used to toe punny and just shout Tory's name, so it's quite fun. Um, and then my other centre back would be, yeah, so I'll probably go Sol Campbell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just about remembered enough of him, especially that that moment when he scored 
score that goal in the Champions League final. I think that that does it justice, really. Left back, um, I would go actually come, but I just didn't see enough of him. Um, so I feel like it's unfair if I went for him. Um, so I'd probably go for for Gail Clichy again, just the same as Sanya, just just sort of solid left back who played for us for so many years, and he was just he just did did pretty pretty good job to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And then the midfield. See again, I, I think I'll change it. I originally went for Fabregas, Cazorla, who are both staying in there. Um, yeah, Cazorla, what a player! I know Ty's already spoken about him, but I haven't at all. But he was just so so good. I think like the longer his career, career went on um, for Arsenal, he just seemed to get better as well. And obviously, when he had that injury, it was so so gutted to, um, for him to have to leave. Um, yeah, and I originally went for Ozil, but I think I'll go I'll go down the tie route and if I can choose a certain area of a player and I'll just put um nineteen year old Jack Wilshire in there. Because everyone knows <laughs> I know it's all Arsenal fans go on about is that performance against Barcelona, but oh, it was it was very good, so, <laughs> so I'll go for that <laughs> those three. Um and then my front three would be uh, Sanchez on the left, uh, Van Persie on the right. Sort of right. That's where it's a, it's a bit a bit of a scuff. Four three three, and then you yeah, obviously Thierry and Ray up front. Fantastic, fantastic. So yeah, that does conclude our part two of our Arsenal special. Uh, so thank you both for coming on, as well as Naim and Ryan for part one. And yeah, we'll see you next time for our next um our next um special. But before we do go, um, I'm going to give you both a chance if you'd like to to promote your social medias. Um, so any of you want to. First, you have social media, and if so, do you want to promote it? Um, I don't have social media, so I'll promote Aaron instead. <laughs> yeah, you can. It, I mean, my Twitter's uh, just my initial AC Elliot twenty seven. Um, I don't really post too much on there though, but yeah, no, follow if you like. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. Do um do catch us next time for our next club special, which I believe, from what I've been told, might be a certain club in Italy. So we will see you for that. So take care.